0: Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness are Real People. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar, and on today's episode, my guest is Stuart Preston, and we're going to talk about how he went from a non-runner to finishing his first full marathon. So hear all about his training schedule, what he did to get there, and his motivation. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Mazar, and today my guest is Stuart Preston, and we're going to discuss marathon training, or stuff about marathons, I guess. Um, Welcome, Stuart. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. Uh, Let's start by just saying, um, why did you decide to do a full marathon?
1: Well, I'd done a few half marathons. Mm -hmm. I did a couple back in uh, 2009 and 10. And then I did another one in 2018. And it just was always in the back of my mind to try a full marathon. Yeah. Now I always thought it'd be impossible because when you finish a half marathon, when I did, I was so broken down and tired and destroyed that I thought doubling that there was no way.
0: Well, you weren't always a runner. You're not a no,
1: runner. I'm not a runner. <laughs> no, I'm not a runner. I hate, I always hated running. I was in the army. So I had to run. Yes. Um, And I did play soccer for a long time as a kid, and I had to run around the field. But uh, getting out on the street and just going for a run was never something I ever wanted to do. Yeah. So I did it um, back in the um, late 90s, early 2000s, I think, just to to lose some weight. I gained a lot of weight.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And so I started running at the gym on a treadmill, and then I got out on the street, which is a whole different thing to your body. Right. And so I just started running a little bit and did a half marathon and then another one, and... In 2018, when I did that, uh, rock and roll marathon, it was actually horrible. My training didn't go well. My knees were locking up. I had a horrible run. Marathon. Yeah. The okay. half, the half marathon. Okay. And, uh, and it was just brutal. And I got an email from the, the people who run that and they're like, Hey, you know, run the full marathon, 65 bucks. Which it can be up to 140 dollars for a ticket to this thing or whatever.
0: So you were motivated by money.
1: No, I was like, I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do this. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do it and just see how it goes. And and uh, you probably deal with this a lot with your clients. It's something in my brain just clicked. Okay. And yeah. my, In my commitment to doing this fell into place.
0: Yeah, I have. There has to be. You have to be ready. You mm-hmm. have to be committed and ready. Otherwise, you're just not going to follow through with it. It's just it just kind of what is what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's the is. hard yeah. part. Yep.
1: Because if we could find out the, the trick to locking in that commitment, mm-hmm. then so many people, I think, could accomplish so many more things. And I know a lot of people who do stuff like this, you know, like, so how do you do it? It's like, well, anybody can do it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. easy. You got to commit to it. You just have to be committed and be as amazing as I am. You know, and it's just, right. it's just not like that. No. Something clicks in your head and you're like, okay, I'm going to, I am now committed to doing this.
0: Yeah. You know, my longest, I think we've discussed this before, but my longest run, I think was the 10K. Mm-hmm. I did, I don't know, quite a few. I did like Iron Girl nice. and a, like Color Run and I don't know, whatever it was. And then I did the 10K and mm-hmm. I, oh, Pat's Run, I did that too. And then after the 10K, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I don't, I've accomplished what I feel. Right. You know, running just isn't my thing. It's not for everybody. But, you know, you, not being a runner, being motivated to do this, just completed the 2019 Rock and Roll Marathon. Right. So what, uh, what was, t- kind of describe your training schedule and what you went through during training to train for this marathon. <clears throat> so
1: the, uh, I did a search and there's a very popular training program out there called Hal Higdon. hmm and if you look at it and you join communities out there for half marathoners, marathoners, Hal Higdon has a really good, and it's, it's free. He probably wants you to pay for the, the paid one. Sorry, Hal. <laughs> but there, he, you can download his free version of it. And it just lays out a great program for, I don't know, maybe 12 to 16 weeks, something like that. And it's just two steps forward, one step back. So you add, you know, you go from 10 to 12, back to 10, up to 14, down to 12, up to 16. And you just do that. Um, week after week after week, you know, and get that done. And I know the other thing about this, there's a lot of luck involved. Right. It's not all pounding my chest and saying, look how great I am. I got this done, <laughs> and I'm an amazing human being. There's uh, there's so many things, and, and I'm so grateful to you. I can't, you oh, know, everybody, you. anybody listening to this. Gabby, I give her so much credit for me being able to do this because I've trained for things before. Uh-huh. You mentioned Pat's run. I do that every year. Yeah. You know, as a vet and a Sun Devil, and I actually got to meet Pat, you know, outside of my family, he's one of my two heroes, Theodore Roosevelt, Pat Tillman. Uh-huh. So I do that in honor to him. And I go and I run that. And one year in my training, I uh, pulled a muscle in my calf. And so I still went and ran Pat's run like a, a peg-legged pirate. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Did and you
0: I, wear an eye patch and a parrot? No, oh, well. no, I
1: just hobbled around groaning, oh. and so it was. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, accidents happen, uh, injuries happen, and you really have to be lucky, mm-hmm. I think, to get through this. Yeah. I, I didn't get the flu.
0: Yeah, you that know was what I mean? lucky. Yeah, uh, that was really lucky because yeah. everybody was getting. Yeah, sick. with
1: my barber sneezing on me, you know, oh. I was just like, oh, please don't give me That's the cold or the flu. And nice. There's so many things that can go wrong. Yeah. I mean, there was a an Olympic marathoner. She came in fourth, I think, the Olympics that just bowed out of the, the Houston Marathon because her, her legs were locking up. Yeah. So there's so much luck involved. But I think having a good training program like that, being committed to it, coming in and seeing you, and just after every long run on a Sunday, I came in Monday morning feeling like, okay, I can't run anymore. Yeah. You know, and then you would do the stretch and put my body back into order, and I felt like, okay, I can go back out this week and continue my training program. So... There's a lot of preparation. I'm sure that, you know, part of not getting sick was having a, a good diet, yeah, and eating the right things. Not getting injured was coming in and you know getting stretched with you. So a lot of things that go into it, but there's so just a lot of luck.
0: When you first, when you came in for your first stretch with me, I just want to say that I remember you saying to me, "I don't know if this is going to do anything for me," and I've never stretched in my life.
1: <laughs> I think that was actually in the parking lot outside <laughs> of our networking meeting.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Cause I don't I never I don't stretch right even now I do a very little stretch yeah you know what I mean but I, I, don't, I
0: think that's normal I don't yeah. uh, people don't think that stretch is a necessary thing that flexibility mm-hmm. is going to affect you that much but it it really does make such a huge difference I think it does yeah
1: because you because I probably in my training I probably ran 800 miles around there in the, yeah. in the whole year yeah. right probably half of that at the end but probably ran about 800 miles. And and to run 800 miles and not hurt myself. Yeah. By jumping off of something or across something or stepping into something or slipping, all the little things that happen on these runs, I think it's, you know, if I had not been doing the stretch therapy, I think I definitely would have tweaked something. Mm -hmm. And that could, you don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. You know, you're on a program and I did have to take about a week and a half off for a little tweak that happened to my calf, Uh but it was really just preventative.
0: Yeah. You which know, was smart that was a, that was a good choice I think to so. take that off it i think it, it could have been it could have gotten worse had right. you not taken that break um so what what kept you motivated what kept you going to actually accomplish this and to actually, because to run a full marathon is pretty, it's impressive. I mean, it's not, it's not an easy thing. It's not, you know, just get up in the morning and you're going to yeah. go run a marathon. And it's a lot of training, a lot of, you would get up early mornings and run, what, at 5 a.m. and Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I'm I'm naturally a, a get-up-in-the-morning person. I'm not a morning person. I'm not pleasant to be around, but <laughs> I, I like to get up and, and get my day started, Right. you know, so... <laughs> Yeah, and in, in the summer I'll wake up between three thirty and four thirty, and in the winter it's usually between like five and five thirty. Uh huh. And just go. And I, I don't know. I don't know what keeps me keeps me doing. I, I set a goal. Yeah. And then I think I just stubbornly pursue the goal. You so know, being I'm, stubborn. I think so. I yeah. think it's just a matter of like, okay, I need to get out there and do this.
0: Yeah, and you also ran a couple races in between the time you were doing your training, didn't? Or just one race? Uh, yeah. Back in November. I in think November, it was?
1: I did the half. Yeah. Because within the program, that was, at that point, I was supposed to be running 12 to 14 miles. Mm-hmm. So I just tacked on the, the half marathon. I probably should not have raced it. Okay. I should have just gone out and run. But, you know, you get competitive with all these other people. <laughs> so, you know, I pushed it. I, I set my personal best, you know, at that race, which was good. Yeah, I beat my crappy um, January of 18 half marathon by 15 minutes.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a terrible run in January last year. Yeah, it was, it was awful. Can
0: you just not be so humble and just say, yeah, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I'm I'm a I, I think I'm a you're, very cr- self-critical. Yes, person. you're very
0: self-critical. You know, you set a goal for this marathon, and you actually beat it by
1: ten seconds.
0: Ten seconds, which is still an accomplishment because you set a goal, and not only did you meet that goal, but you exceeded that goal, even if it's only ten seconds, right? Yeah. Don't stop giving me those evil eyes. <laughs> I just
1: want Do you want me to tell that story about the goal and? Yes. Okay. I do. So. I think this is the best part of running a marathon because there are those, those athlete people mm-hmm. that just go out and run a marathon. Right. Big whoop. You're done in three and a half hours. <laughs> right. Right. I'm still out there for three more hours or whatever. Right. So that, that's tough. But I, I had a goal to finish the marathon
0: mm-hmm. just to
1: cross the finish line. Yep. And I, and I told you, it was kind of a joke, but I told you in our stretch therapy session that was, if I crossed the start line, I'm going to cross the finish line. Even if an ROTC cadet had to drag me by my shoelaces. Yes. Right. <laughs> And I told that to a friend of mine who runs marathons, and he was like, B.S. You know, he said, you're going to finish. You've done the training. You're going to finish. He said, set a goal. And in the back of my mind, my goal was five hours and 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that was based on two things. One, a friend of mine had done it in that time years ago. And so for some reason, it just stuck in my head like that's an acceptable time. Uh Um, Because they don't sweep you off the course until seven hours. Right. Right. And so – and then I look at my normal pace when I train – is somewhere between 13 minutes and 13.20 per mile. Mm-hmm. I'm very slow. Yeah. Right. And but so, that's, I
0: mean, it's, that's your pace. And it that's, gets you there. Exactly.
1: You know, so you just keep going relentless forward movement. Yep. You know, and so I looked at that pace and I thought, yeah, I can do five hours and 45 minutes. And so my, my goal was five hours and 45. Mm-hmm. And then my, my third goal was to run the whole thing. And I thought my plan was in the first half, run a, a good, decent race, don't push it, Yeah. right? But run a good, decent first half. And I knew from my training that would be about two hours, 40 minutes, two hours, 45, which would give me like an extra 15 minutes to throw on there mm-hmm. if I started to struggle. Yeah. And in the second half, I started to struggle. And it, it was hot outside, is my excuse, is it was hot. And, and the fact of the matter is it's not an excuse, is that I failed to train properly. Okay. So you like to say, you know oh, you get up early, you have discipline, but I was running when it was cool. Right. And I should have gone out there and found hot days to do it because I was not prepared when the sun came out. Yeah. You, you noticed in my stress therapy, I had a sunburn. Yes. You know, and so I was like, I was not prepared for that. And it started kicking my butt.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think, I, I mean, that wasn't intentional. You know, it wasn't like you intentionally yeah. failed. You know, that was when your training time was. But yeah, I mean, it does make a big difference. You know, yeah, just she,
1: knowing that, being prepared for everything. Yep. Yep. And so, so I started <laughs> to struggle. And I had to start doing walk, run. And as soon as I took that first walking step, I felt like a failure. You know what I mean? I felt like I failed. I'm walking. I didn't run the whole thing. This is terrible. And so I went through a period in this race where I was just feeling down and defeated, you know, And if I had had known how to quit, I might've quit. You know what I mean? I was like, well, how do you quit a marathon? You you can't,
0: I don't think you can. Yeah.
1: How do you, how do you do that? You can do walk off the side of the road. I just didn't know how to do it. Right. So (laughs) I just kept going and I kept looking at my watch and I was like, you know, I can still hit my my target goal time. Right. And so I just kept making calculations in my head. I was like, I got to hit this target time, that target time. And I just kept going. And then when I got to the end, maybe the last half mile, three quarters of a mile, I looked at my watch and I thought I am right on the edge. You know what I mean? I really got to push this, and I just started running. I dug up everything I had, and I just ran. You know, and I and I crossed the finish line. According to my watch, it was 15 seconds, right?
0: <laughs> but the official time the was
1: official 10. time was 10 seconds. But in either case, I'm glad. You know, I got there in time. And like I told you in another one of our sessions, was, if you had told me ahead of time that I would have finished this race in five hours and 44 minutes and 50 seconds at a 13:09 pace, I would have been delighted. Yeah. You know? Yep. But the fact that I did have to walk some of it really kind of killed me. And now that I look back on it, it's turned into more of a, of a lesson and almost a point of pride. Yeah. That it ended up being that hard. You know, because yeah. if I had gone out and just run it, you know, I probably would have been a lot happier. I would have been like, yeah, I ran the whole thing. Look at me. I'm awesome. Yeah. But the fact that it was a struggle, I think that's that's part of the whole learning process. It's mm-hmm. to come out of this thing and be like, yeah, you know, it ended up. You know, being hotter than I wanted, and, and I struggled. My fingers were swollen like sausages. You know what I mean? Yes. It, it was just, uh, it was a, it was a tough a tough thing. But to finish, to cross the finish line running, and to hit that goal, ultimately I, I felt better about it. Be yep. right, I was beating myself up. Yes, it's you know, a huge
0: huge accomplishment. Like I said, the longest one I ever did was a 10k. So,
1: <laughs> well, I remember I ran my first 5k. It was the Ostrich Festival 5k here in town, and I was so happy with myself. And a running buddy of mine. It was in a leads group over the chandler chamber he's like oh you did a 5k you'll do a 10k next and i was like you got to be kidding me twice as long there's uh-huh. no way i'm gonna run you know because in the army you run two miles right and then you qualify to be a soldier you know right. what i mean i was like that's <laughs> all i'm gonna have to do <laughs> and so i was like three miles was 50 percent more yeah like, there's no way i'm gonna do 10k right but he, he was right after you do that you just keep keep adding on and so but I, I have no i have no goals of running like an ultra marathon i'll probably never even run another regular marathon
0: so you don't think you will ever you didn't catch the bug and you don't think you will ever I don't do know a marath- I really ah!
1: I, I really don't so my goal was to just one and done when I signed up back in 18 I was like one and done and and I I talked to this lady in my corral my I was in the last corral with the back of the pack people's what they call us, right. right all the slugs who don't go out there and run it like a marathon <laughs> right and they don't so, run a
0: 5, five twenty six mile yeah <laughs>
1: Which is insane. So I was talking to her, and I was like, yeah, this is my last one. I already know that. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, me too. You know, there's people like us that are just like a bucket list. You yep. know, I, I turned 50, and I was just like, I'm going to go out and run a marathon by the time I'm 50, so I better do it now. And she was the same way. But now, in the back of my mind, I keep hearing, well, if you train in some heat.
0: I can't believe it. If you add this. a few
1: miles, you know, if you do these kind of things, maybe you can do, do this again. But the fact of the matter is... It's a lot of training. Yeah. It's a lot of hard Sundays. Yep. You know, my Sunday is blown. You go out and run 16, 18, 20 miles. I get back, I'm just like, I'm just going to lay here in my my house and not do anything the rest of the day. And that's, you know, half your weekend's gone. Mm -hmm. For for me, not for the rest of you. You guys can probably go out and run and be fine. But when I get done running 20 miles, I'm destroyed. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to do anything the rest of the day. And so for a good three or four months, it was a lot of work and a lot of time spent running on the roads
0: uh, I I am shocked because you well granted this was the very next day but I asked you if you would do another one and you said absolutely not I'm done I did it yeah, I'm done I, I
1: set my goal <laughs> and that's kind of my personality <clears throat> yeah is when I accomplished like I had a little blues band here in town okay and you know my goal was to play in the rhythm room okay and we got 15 minutes in the rhythm room and we walked out standing out front and I was like guys I'm done we did it You know what I mean? We accomplished our goal. And I just, as soon as I accomplish a goal, my mind is like, move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. That's why I never get guys like Nick Saban at Alabama, how they can win championship after championship after championship, because my mind is always like, that was awesome, hanging my medal on the wall and go try something else. Yeah. You know, and so I knew one and done was going to be within my personality. But people have been telling me, no, no, you won't. You'll want to do it again. And I just keep hearing these little things in my mind, like, well, if you do this, And you do that, you'll have a better race. And now that I've done one, it's kind of like, it's like the first one is a test run. Right. Like, what is this all about? What does it really involve? How hard is it? What's going on? And so now that I have one, my mind is kind of wandering toward maybe another one. Well, and the first time. But probably not.
0: The first time you do something is the worst time, right? So Yeah.
1: My third half marathon was my worst one. Oh,
0: interesting. By a lot.
1: That's what I told you. My, My training fell apart. My knees were locking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just was bad. It just mm. was really bad. But, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, we'll see.
0: So you are a vegetarian. I am. That doesn't eat vegetables. Correct.
1: <laughs> I can't stand vegetables. <laughs> Te- technically, it's, it's the cruciferous vegetables, right? Right. So, so no
0: I, cauliflower, broccoli. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Kale. Yeah. Mm.
1: Can't eat any of that stuff.
0: <laughs> so what was your diet like during this whole training? How did you s- – how do you do? You feel like you got enough? You know,
1: probably not. No. You know, um, I I ate semi well. I mean, compared to the way I used to eat, which I ate was just a lot of meat, uh-huh. a lot of um, processed carbs. You know, so I had no problem going to McDonald's, and I had no problem. I would literally grill. A friend of mine calls it a red nectar duckin Okay. He, I would literally grill like a hamburger stuffed with a hot dog wrapped in bacon. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, my son and I made those and it's just like meat.
0: A redneck turducken.
1: <laughs> yeah, a comedian friend of mine made that one up. So I, I got, like got to give him credit, Jonathan Gerber. But uh, yeah, and so I just ate a lot of meat and I ate badly and I drank a lot. Mm-hmm. I drank a lot of beer. I drank the, so much alcohol that I literally would do, laying in bed at night, I would do a quiz to see if I was an alcoholic. Oh. You know what I mean? I was okay. like, it, it's like, is, how how close am I to ruining my life with this, right? Because it was really a concern for me. Yeah. And so I never got to that point where I was ruining my family life and my work life and all that. I just had a problem. I was just was drinking too much yeah. alcohol. So I became a vegetarian two years ago by accident, but that's a whole different story. Yeah. Well, uh, that's we'll for that. We'll leave that yeah. for another podcast. <laughs> and then in uh, September of this year, I just, and that this is the commitment, right? Right. When you decide in your head, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do this thing and accomplish it. Then you start, you put a plan together. And then you start thinking, what is going to kick me off my plan? Yeah. And I knew right away, alcohol. alcohol. Because if I drink, like go out on Friday night or whatever, drink a bunch of beer, there's no way I'm going to feel good by Sunday morning. No. I know the hangover you feel the next morning, but your body is depleted. and Dehydrated. Dehydrated. And I would have eaten a pizza and a jug of ice cream. and You know what I mean? It's just, there's no way... That was gonna work right and I was like okay no alcohol and so I got rid of the alcohol and even though I don't eat vegetables you know I would have a, a smoothie every morning mm-hmm. it was really good I mean if you saw my smoothie and you know, everybody was like wow because it's got <laughs> everything from like my omega fats in it and protein and I mean all the good stuff mm-hmm. it's just a, I even had one before I came here today it's, oh. a, it's a great smoothie I love it and so I what do, do that what you put in it Okay, so I put... I'm
0: curious. I'm sure that the listeners are curious. Oh, are they? I think so.
1: So for 1995, you can buy my... No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. So I do uh, frozen fruit, which is mixed fruit, right? So different okay, colors. Uh-huh. My rule is three different color of fruits and vegetables all day. Uh, okay. Right? So I put frozen fruit, frozen um, vegetables. So okay. I can eat frozen kale as long as it's ground up into something.
0: And Hidden.
1: Yeah, so I don't really know. I okay. mean, it does turn my smoothie a different color, but sure. you know, so frozen fruit, frozen vegetable, um, Greek yogurt, water, hemp hearts, super green food powder. Okay. Um, chia seeds, and a little bit of honey. And there's something, oh, I know, um, apple cider vinegar.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So well, I, get a lot I, of, I need to hide that in things too.
1: Yeah. So a lot of, so some, Oh, and a big scoop of, because I'm 50. Right. So a big scoop of fiber, <laughs> right, goes in there. And so all of that, and it's just it's just like a, a great, I just feel good. When I, when I eat that, uh-huh. I just feel good. And so, and then throughout the day, I eat fruits, yeah. you know, apples, oranges, uh, bananas. And then I'll have like a veggie burger or a veggie burrito or yeah. something like that for kind of a bigger lunch, maybe some eggs and veggie sausage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Yeah. I do that most, that's what I do most of the week. I mean, Friday I go a little crazy and I may get like a veggie pizza. And when I finish my run, you're probably going to kill me for that. I don't even know if you know this, but.
0: I don't know. Do I know this? go out for a really
1: long run. I come back and I go to a little Mexican restaurant and I get uh, a bean and cheese and egg burrito with a side of French fries.
0: Oh, I didn't know about the French fries. Yeah.
1: So I get carbs and I get protein and I get fiber and I get all of that. And I, I feel instantly like my body replenishing. Right. And my, and my smoothie. So it's uh, that's that's my diet.
0: Yeah. That's I mean, sure I'd recommend.
1: It's not horrible.
0: It's not horrible. No. Yeah. Um, well, do you feel like training for this marathon has helped you to kind of change your diet and helped you to kind of maintain a healthier lifestyle altogether?
1: Yeah, I, I think <laughs> so. Um, I was doing a lot of the, because of the vegetarian thing. Right. I was already kind of on a, on a much better path yeah. with that. Because when you go vegetarian, you realize, or vegan, you realize that uh, you're not getting certain things that you used to get, Uh you know, like for me, B12 was a big one, Right. so I realized right away I've got to put B12 in my diet, so that's where the the soy milk came from that goes into my my smoothie. I don't Mm. know if I said soy milk.
0: I don't think you did.
1: So soy milk goes in there, and so that's a little bit of B12, and I'll get B12 from eggs. So you realize I gotta put those kind of things into my diet or yeah. else I'm not gonna have all my nutrients. So it kind of forced the fact that I could not eat meat anymore yeah. kind of forced me to eat better overall. Yeah. Right. But then the biggest thing has been the alcohol.
0: Yeah. You know So the when you finished the race and you were like a baby deer and wobbly, they mm-hmm. handed you a beer.
1: They did. <laughs> Actually they didn't really hand it to you, they'd make you walk across the entire compound and find it.
0: Oh, well, that's ridiculous. And I was
1: really looking forward to having this beer. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'm going to have a beer. And uh, it was horrible. It was a Michelob Ultra. It was Mm -hmm. just like horrible, horrible beer. And even in that condition, it tasted terrible. You know, but it was, so I was a little disappointed in that. I know, Mm -hmm. so coming up, I have a mountain to fountain run. It's it's just over. Fountain Hills. Yeah, it's a 15K from the McDowell Mountains into Fountain Hills. And at the end of that, you get a beer, and it's like a good beer. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And so that's that's a little more fun.
0: So you're looking forward to that?
1: Looking forward to finishing. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you started drinking more since?
1: I've had a couple beers, okay. but I haven't fallen back into my my drinking ways. That's great. Well, for now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, it's, Maybe it's, you will.
0: No, hopefully beer, you will. Beer
1: is a, it's, a, it's like a hobby for me. Yeah. I love good quality beer. I love red ales. I love pale ales. I love IPAs. <laughs> And it's just a, it's a hobby for me. I love it. I try them all and I'm on the untapped app. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's just, so for me, it, it was, it wasn't even harder at first because I was so committed to getting this marathon done yeah. that I was like, yeah, get rid of that. I can, I can get rid of it. Now we'll see how much of a challenge it is to keep it away.
0: Yeah. Well, it just takes commitment and maybe a little stubbornness and just doing it mm-hmm. to, to make little changes and reaching a goal. And then you reach that goal and you kind of move get drunk on to again. the next right. and then you get drunk again. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm hoping that it's, it's been really, really positive. I mean, there's a lot of good lessons to be learned from doing this.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure that other people out there that have done full marathons or half marathons or even five K's like myself mm-hmm. would be impressed with your time and just finishing it all together. Well, thank and, you. um, I think it's fantastic. I'm really proud of you. I think you did a great job. And, uh, I wanted to touch on one more thing that yeah. I think is really funny. One of the motivations for you to do the full marathon was the light rail.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, so you go to, you go to the half marathon. I do. And I would get on the light rail in Mesa Yeah. and ride it into the, into Tempe and get off. And what happens every year, it seems like, is I sit next to somebody and they're like, oh, you're going to do the race? Like, yeah, which one? Oh, I'm doing the half. How about you? Oh, I'm doing the full. And then I would feel like a slugger. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, oh, he's doing the full and I'm only doing the half. You know, so I felt
0: only like, doing the half. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: I felt, I guess the competitive part of me was like, oh, I'm really not putting my best foot forward. You know what I mean? I didn't. I trained for the half, which anybody out there, if you do a half marathon, it is amazing and wonderful. And you're an incredible human being for going and doing that. Because yes. it is hard. It's hard. It is hard. And I, uh, like I told you, every time I finished one, I was like, there's no way I'm doubling this. Yeah. It's just not humanly possible. But these guys always made me feel like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I just wasn't doing enough.
0: Oh, you're only doing the you're half You're only doing the – and they didn't even mean it no, that I way. No, I know. You know, of you know of it's course just – that's how I heard it. Yeah. It's like,
1: oh, you're only doing the half. And then you get a shirt, and your shirt says, you know, rock and roll marathon and half marathon, <laughs> you know? And the medal says <laughs> marathon and half marathon. You know, what I'm always just like, ah, I, I need to go do this marathon. So I finally – now I have a shirt that just says marathon on it, and I have my little medal that just says marathon on it, so – I think it's a little bit of maybe negative motivation. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for coming on and congratulations for finishing your first full marathon, maybe you'll do another one in the future and hopefully we can inspire people that aren't runners either to get out and try something new to get out and do something, even if you don't think you can do it, it is possible. And whether it's difficult or not, it's a goal you want to reach and. Uh, I'm really proud of you. So well, thank
1: you, Gabby. Great to be here and thank you for all your help Couldn't have done it without you.
0: Yeah, I, you, you would no. have done it without me. No. But, <laughs> but. I'd
1: have been injured and crying.
0: So <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, thanks everybody for listening and hopefully we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute podcast, Fitness for Real People, with me, your host, Gabby Mazar. If you would like any more information on what we talked about today, you can find it in the show notes or you can find it on my website, www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Please leave us a review if you like what you hear or subscribe to our channel on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to. Join us next week to hear more stories about people just like you.